So we have moved into chapter 8 now of Romans, and this is the message of life in the kingdom as freedom from the power of death. A really remarkable chapter, and with lots of rich uh, truth in it that's going to encourage us no end. So welcome. Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Cook, and you're listening to How It Happens, a broadcast on the good news of the gospel as described in the book of Romans. We explore this book every year or so, and as we do, we train our faith because the book of Romans is revealing the heart of God and revealing his plan to rescue us uh, from this deathly situation in which we are in and bring us to the kingdom of God. Now, let's, uh, well, we'll talk about it more in a minute. Let me just uh, do some more general introductions. You may want to listen to this program any time of the day or night instead of on the radio, and so you can do that by downloading a free app, SoundCloud or Spotify or Podbean or others, and key in how it happens with Colin Cook when you get there. You can listen on the radio, though, as many people do, 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning, on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. So here we are then in chapter 8 of Romans, and let's remember the larger context we're working in. Romans chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8 are describing life in the kingdom of grace, and Romans 5 is talking about uh, freedom from the judgment and wrath of God, because he took that wrath upon himself in the person of his Son for the atonement for our sins, freedom from the uh, the power of sin and the identity of sin, the condemnation, the power of sin is its condemnation and judgment, so that as we are freed from those powers, we slowly can bring ourselves into God's presence with all our struggles and those forces of uh, temptation and, and addiction lessen and to, in many cases uh, are eliminated, the addiction factor altogether. And then we look at the freedom from law, that is, we are dead to the law, the judgment of the law, the, the fact that the law gives us a sense of guilt and shame and wrong at, any, at all times. We are freed from that, so we might belong to Christ. And then comes Romans uh, 8, freedom from the power of death. Now, what Paul is doing here, among many things, is to, dis to explain to us or describe to us the fact that the resurrection of Jesus, that is, Jesus' life on earth and when he died and rose from the dead, actually was a sort of bringing forward of the kingdom of God to come, bringing, bringing it forward now in this world so that we can experience it by faith at least until we experience it in reality at the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, what you and I are going through as Christians in this life is by faith living as if we were already there in the kingdom of grace. I mean in the kingdom of glory. The kingdom of grace is, as I say, a bringing forward by faith the kingdom of glory. It's quite an, Id an idea, isn't it? It's quite a, a wonderful thing that Christ has done. 
You see, even when he was on earth, he brought forward the kingdom of glory when he raised Lazarus from the dead. What was that all about? Not only blessing the family that he loved and lived with often, but also helping us to understand what the kingdom of glory is going to be like when there will be no more power of death. So when we live this life, we live it by faith as if the power of death had already been removed. And that is why Paul can say in Romans 8, as as we're going to see later on in this chapter, that all things work together for good because the power of death is no longer upon them. Now, understand what we mean by the power of death here. Not only and not simply the experience of dying at the end of our lives, but all the disappointments and the griefs and the sorrows and the frustrations, which are mini forces of death, as it were, uh, that we experience now. These disappointments, tragedies, losses, frustrations, loss of goals and dreams and visions, they are now trans. Uh, transferred, I was going to say, but rather transformed, that's the word I wanted, transformed into instruments of life. Now, think of it in terms of your tragedies. I don't know how old you are, of course, but as a life is lived, there there are probably half a dozen at least major tragedies in your life that have changed the course of your life itself. You thought you were going to do this, you had this goal, this dream of a career maybe, and something went dreadfully wrong, and it turned out you had to do something else. Or there was a terrible tragedy of loss of life uh, in a family member, a loved one, or, uh, and you, you, it, it completely marked you and changed the course of of your dreams and your goals. We may look at those things as tragedies, but when we learn the grace of God and the message here in Romans 8 that we have been freed from the power of death, then we have this astonishing experience. It dawns on us gradually, really, so it's not immediately astonishing, but as it dawns and, and, uh, and the light in it spreads, it is astonishing. We look back on those events, those six or seven or so tragedies, and we realize they weren't tragedies at all, but transformations, transformations of our life Vehicles which took us off in another directions, uh, direction. Instruments that brought us closer to God than before. So one of the great exercises you might want to do in uh, studying this Romans 8 as we study it together is to list those tragedies in your life and bring them before God by faith and say, Father, even though they were very painful experiences and still are, I give thanks to you for allowing them because they have drawn me closer to you and they have revealed to me 
what Jesus is all about in my life. So I encourage you to exercise that kind of faith as we go through this chapter. It's just amazing and marvelous. Well, yesterday we talked about no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And you remember I pointed out why it says therefore, because uh, the thought of chapter 8 verse 1 is a continuance of the thought in uh, chapter 7. Well, chapter 7, we remember, was all about freedom from the law. That is all about our being dead to the law, dead to its um, condemnation, dead to the fact that it stimulates sin in us, dead to the fact that uh, uh, it, uh, and it, it uh, stimulates our guilt, our shame, and our fear. We are freed from that because of Christ who took the judgment of the law upon himself in his own death. And therefore we are, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But you might say, well, what is it to be in Christ Jesus? Because some people have a, a really complicated concept of this, and they think it involves lots of meditation, lots of um, uh, sanctified life in order to cut off all the uh, sinful habits that we have, lots of church going, lots of meditation and, and prayer and Bible study and all of these things. And of course, uh, these things do take place over time in our lives to some extent. But being in Christ Jesus as Paul has made it so clear through these many chapters from verse from chapter 3 onwards is have you got it yes faith faith that Christ is the son of god you can tell your heavenly father father i believe that jesus is your son that he wasn't simply a miracle man on earth but he was your Son, whom you sent to the world to be the Savior of the world, to take away the sins of the world. And I believe that Jesus died for my sins, and I believe that he rose from the dead for my new spiritual life as well as my new literal eternal life when, you, when he comes back. That faith is expressed before God it is a gift from God, actually, that you then use and express. And it is a faith that you live in on a daily basis. When troubles come, when temptations come, when defeats come, when a sense of loneliness comes upon you, a depression. Father, I thank you that you are here with me and that this depression does not have power to, to take me away from your hands. Uh, all this um, way of living in Christ is a faith life. So there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to think of yourself as being a perfect person to believe that you're in Christ Jesus. You don't have to have overcome everything to believe that you are in Christ Jesus. The struggle that you have with either a temptation, a sin, or a, an addiction you need to exercise faith to know that that experience and struggle and defeat sometimes and, uh, and, and on again and off again is all in Christ Jesus. 
There is therefore now no condemnation. And so, as you've heard me say many, many times, we have to learn how to speak faith into our minds when our minds condemn us, because they do. Uh, our minds are full of guilt and shame and fear because our minds are part of our fallen nature. Don't think that your fallen nature is simply your flesh or the, the, the lustful desires you have. The mind is fallen too. It's part of the human nature. And that nature, therefore, that mind needs re-informing, re-educating uh, by faith. The mind says you're guilty. Faith says, no, Christ took my judgment upon himself at the cross. Therefore, I am freed from guilt. Father, I thank you that I am freed from guilt. And you can also say, Lord God, the condemnation in my mind, I thank you that you let it remain there because it is an opportunity for me to train my faith, affirming that I am freed from guilt and freed from condemnation by the death and resurrection of Jesus. So you see how this chapter is going to renew your mind, just as, of course, chapter 7 and 6 and 5 have renewed your mind, but particularly this chapter because it talks to us about the resurrected life that we know in Christ now, which is an anticipation of the resurrected life that we shall have for eternity beginning at the coming of Jesus. As I mentioned yesterday, the ministry is rather low in, in funds at the moment. Uh, summer donations are usually down, and that's expected. So if you would like to give the ministry a boost, uh, thank you for and uh, in anticipation for that thought and your action on it by a donation. The ministry, the, that is the, the radio broadcast, is listener-supported radio. So if you'd like to make a donation, send it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. Thanks so much for all your support, and I'll see you next time. Cheerio, and God bless.